This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I don't got that Facebook money. What up? What up? What up? We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. And yes, you've heard it correctly. The black bearded faithful king, Stanley Fritz, has returned from a campaign hiatus to say hello to you beautiful people. And I'm here not just by myself, but with Selena Hill, who looks like Waldo's yellow cousin. And of course, Greg underdog stuff naismith is in the studio with us too and we also got a dj nay who's in the studio to see how we lay and talk about things and until about three seconds ago she probably thought i was gonna fall asleep but i was conserving my energy from yeah. the crazy one selena hill <laughs> yeah, what's going on that's what it that's what we call hangovers now conserving energy good morning guys happy sunday and welcome to the show. Stanley, you know what? You We're have, shaking, beloved. You haven't been here in, what, a month, month and, and a half. half? Yeah. We missed you. Welcome back to the show, Stanley. I missed the show, too. <laughs> I missed you, Selena. Nah. Um, it's fine. Stanley, when was the last time you were here? Like, seriously. I think it was, like, the first week of August. Wow. Yeah. So you were just canvassing this whole time. Running and Living on. life. Listen, I was working. If you don't live in New York State, you don't care. If you don't live in the Bronx, you really don't care. If you don't live in the Northwest Bronx, you really, really don't care. I was working on Alessandra Biagi campaign for state senate, and we beat the third most powerful Democrat in New York State. So I'm hyped. Congratulations. I'm definitely yes, feeling myself. Okay. But, yeah, so Stanley's back. I'm back. Of course, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we talk politics, social issues, current affairs and pop culture all from a diverse perspective my name is selena hill you can find me on twitter and instagram at miss selena hill and if you're watching via facebook live you probably noticed that stanley and i are in the studio Alyssa and jackie are not but we have one of our favorite filling correspondents gregory knee smith who is also a radio host right here on WHCR. I thought we had our whites-only show last week. We decided to go back to Black Lives Matter, huh? <laughs> it, apparently. Greg, welcome back. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back. And I'm also a bearded king. It, yes. right? That's right, king. That's right. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm here for the beards. I'm here for it. I want to talk about real quick an article I saw where a woman said, I'm a lawyer and I married a man with no job, no car, no house and kids. Listen, ladies, if you want to find your king, go find that unemployed black man with no prospects and you take care of him. Because that's how you will find love, Selena. You got a good job. Go get you a broke man. <laughs> All right, Stanley. So I'm not going to heed to that advice. Um, did so you want to introduce yourself and let people know where they can find you? Stanley? So you guys know who I am, but you can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can find me on Instagram at Stan Fritz. I think I have Snapchat, but I got a new phone and I didn't download that. So it might be dark skin swindle, but probably not Stan Fritz. And we have Gregory. Can you give us a formal introduction to everything that you do? Uh, what's up? Uh, let your voice be heard, family. I am happy to be back. Second week in a row here. And I'm Gregory Neesmith, host of the Gregory Neesmith Show, which comes on at noon. So stick around. And I'm a consultant, certified coach, and just up to exploring how underdogs get their swagger back in today's society. And okay. Culture. And if you want to holler at me, just go to GregoryNeesmith.com. All the social media stuff and everything's there. Yes, Gregory Neesmith.com. So we have a great show lined up. We're going to talk about something all of you can't stop talking about. All of you whites. <laughs> yes. Cat Williams. Shout out to my white people <laughs> out here. Mayonnaise. What up? Right? Oh, my God. Anyway, yes, we love our allies. But, no, we're, we have a great show. So we're going to talk about everything from Cat Williams to Bothamum Jean to Brett Kavanaugh. Um, we know that everything going down in Supreme Court is, it's been a lot. It's been pretty chaotic. And it, it's crucial. Like, if Brett Kavanaugh 
gets elected, we're going to a lot of a lot of things are going to be rolled back. Mm. And but it looks like Me Too might actually save us this time. So it didn't work in '91 when Anita Hill testified about being sexually assaulted with Clarence Thomas. But it looks like a Dr. Christine Baisley Ford, uh, you know, her testimony is coming up and it looks like she may be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back in this big circus. So we'll see. We'll talk about it. Yes. And as Karen, Catherine Morrow just posted on our Facebook Live, very crucial. Yes, this is a very crucial confirmation hearing that we've all been paying attention to. And we're going to talk about that. So, of course, if you want to let your voice be heard, you can call us up at 212-650-6903. You can also tweet us at beheard underscore radio. And you can continue to keep those comments coming and flowing. Pause. <laughs> Sorry. Play. Okay. Um, back in your groove. Yeah, back in my groove. Oh, well, um, on that. Facebook Live. Yes. Hey, whatever. So, yes, keep those comments coming on Facebook Live, guys. So, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're talking about all of our favorite news stories right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, who is not here. Wow, Stanley. I'm here with Selena Hill, and of course, I'm here with Gregory Neesmith. Selena, is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, it is. What, Stanley? Whatever. I'm going to just give you a moment over there and a bottle Welcome of water back, in a minute. Stan. Seriously. Yo, Greg. In college, I was in the club called CEO. So I'm seeing that. And we had a call like CEO. Oh, 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 oh. We had many zeros because, you know, we was on student loan debt. But, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm picturing it to be zero, zero, zero one day. There we go. Yeah. So we're back, guys. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Again, we talk politics, social issues, and current events from a diverse perspective. And before we went on break, we said that we're going to talk about some of the news stories that made us either laugh, cry, or extremely upset during the week. And, of course, if you want to chime in, call us up 212-650-6903 or tweet us at beheard underscore radio. So, Greg, I know that, like, as soon as I walked in, we started talking about Cat Williams. I know that's a story that you were closely following this week. Tell us what happened and how you felt about it. So, Cat Williams, actually one of my favorite stand-up comics, used to have this bit talking about this whole idea of if you got some haters, haters going to hate, go out and get you some. And he used to always say, hey, I'll take on some of your haters. And turns out Cat Williams actually became the hater recently. And came at Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart and a bunch of other folks for no apparent reason while he was on the radio down in the hot Atlanta ATL. What did he say? He basically was like, you know, Tiffany Haddish is only being put on and not putting in the same work as some of these other female comedians, uh, women comedians. And then also he came at Kevin Hart saying he's only got there because they want to have one and he's the one and he's not some sex symbol. He just he just went in for no apparent reason on two people who are at the top of their game in comedy and entertainment right now. Yeah. It, it, Stanley, was it just hating? Is Cat just mad because he's older and not, uh, I guess, in the spotlight right now? Cat got beat up by a 12-year-old on <laughs> camera. Of course he's hating. Listen, um, Kevin Hart said it right. Cat had the push. He had the stimulus package of white Hollywood ready to get behind him. He messed it up. Yeah. And Tiffany Haddish has been grinding for years. She's not some like 19-year-old person who was in one movie because, like, uh, you know, ain't our person thought she was cute, and now she's on. Like she's been grinding for years, and that really wasn't necessary. If you don't like what she does, just stay quiet or say it to her face. 
No, yeah, seriously. And I know Leslie Jones chimed in saying that both Kevin Hart and Cat Williams can do something that we actually can't say on the radio. But, like, her stance was completely, like, uh, you got, like, two black comedians, honestly, I just think it's something that should not have to happen. Um, You know, there's space. Well, there should be space in, uh, in Hollywood for everyone, but apparently... It's just like that dog-eat-dog type of mentality that we're just seeing unfold in this way here. But you know what it is, though? And, like, once again, Kevin Hart made a good point about it. He was talking about, so what is it going to be? We say we don't see enough representation out here, and then now we're getting it, and you're getting mad. And I thought Kevin Hart was looking a little bit crazy. He's like, okay, Kevin, like, you're that guy right now, but, like, you're not the man. You know, like, the number one hit out here is still, in my opinion, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, and then not feeling oh, yeah. myself this much. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it's true, but they're, like, legendary status. Yeah. And I think that Kevin Hart is building his way to the, I mean, to, to get to that level, but mm-hmm. he's not even in their same age bracket. Like, they're, they're much older com- comedians. Yeah, but, like, the point is, is, like, do you think he was right about that, that, like, we, com- we complain and demand to have, like, be seen in, in these spaces, and then when people get seen, we hate on them? Do you think that happens for real? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it happened for real, but to me, I just, Cat Williams, he was in the wrong place. Kevin Hart's out here grinding. Tiffany Haddish's out here grinding. Uh, he should be happy that he's just back on the scene, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, he should be worrying about him putting in some work and getting back to that status. Yeah. Not talking about other people who've been doing what they've been doing and earned their spots. He had a good special on Netflix. That special he did, I like that one. Oh, the Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's still doing shows? I thought he was in jail. Uh, well, he's still funny. Like, he's still talented. Nah, he's still funny and talented, but he's been on some serious drugs. Like, yeah. that's not a joke. You got beat up by a 12-year-old. Was the person really 12? Yes. Oh, I'm four- I think 14. <laughs> that was- <laughs> Yo, if you... Come on, man. Well, he's a petite saying, man. It, it was still... If I, I get beat up by 14, I'm, I'm shooting that block up. You're not going to beat me up on camera. Well. You gotta, you gotta, there's something you got to shoot the block up for. Well, speaking of shooting up the block. What? Um, so, <laughs> Let's see what she does sure? here. <laughs> yeah, so there are these two women, who, two female podcasters. They do a <laughs> show called Guys We Effed. And they had an episode where they talked about their search for a, and I quote, real black guy who was like, and I'm quoting, thug to have sex with so apparently it caused a outrage on twitter because these two white women like they're really sex positive and they just talk about having sex with everybody but then <laughs> it's like they are fetishizing over black men and especially when they were like a real thug and like i had a problem with that anyway because i, I don't want to get too deep into it but like how i feel oh, hey, hey. but I just want to say this, like for them to say that black, like they want a real black man as a thug. They don't like black men who act white. Like who, like honestly, they just needed to take several seats back. And to me, that's a problem when like, I get it. Like if you think you're an ally or, you know, you think you're so progressive that you can cross that line, you can't. But you know, you two as black men, do you find what they were saying problematic? Or are you like, Hey, if Becky want to go in, what's up? I, I mean, yes, it's problematic. Like, but so, but would you date a woman who was like, honestly, I want to date you because you're a black man, and I want to see you put it down and like get real thug with me. Um, I, I, I don't think I have enough thug credentials <laughs> to, to, to to be able to honor that request. Okay, <laughs> so I'd have to be like, miss me with that, <laughs> Stanley. If you were single and Becky was like, yo, I want to see the real thug. I want to see the the Brooklyn in you. I would just steal her phone and leave. <laughs> like, what? Is, 
like stuff like this doesn't bother me. We got we got bigger fish to fry. It's like two basic white women talking about having sex with black men, and despite the same black guy they called the cops on, they saw them at late, late at night and didn't recognize them because all black people look the same. You know, this is just a, we all know this is happening, and as I don't, I wouldn't call them allies. I would call them. We tend to think that because white women are feminists, they're also going to be anti-racist, and that's not the case. If you don't believe me, just look at the 2016 election returns. And you'll you'll understand that. And this just get, comes across as like the the white girl who like touched a black guy's penis in college, and she thought she was lit. Then she went and found her little corny white guy, and they got married and had a conservative Republican family when she left. And that's that's all that really is. I'm not gonna waste a lot of energy on them or a podcast I don't care about or listen to. You said you did listen to a few episodes. I I to two episodes: one with Charlemagne and one with Joe Budden. Okay. Well, yeah. speaking of black men being victimized in different types of ways, uh, we know that Botham Jean. Was shot dead in his home by another white woman who then cried white tears after she shot and killed this man. Um, uh, reportedly, she said that she thought that she was walking into her own apartment when she walked into his and pulled out her gun because she's an off-duty cop. And then she shot and killed him. And now she's out on um, she's out on bail while people who have been protesting uh, for some type of justice in this case are sitting in jail. So we need to spend some time just unpacking and unfolding this murder case and the larger implications here. Stanley? Two things. First of all, guys, if you're listening right now and you want to give a question, comment, or even a curse word, no curse words, guys, give us a comment on Facebook Live. We want to read them. I see Catherine telling me Kavanaugh's got to go. I believe you, beloved. I agree with you. But also, if you're not on Facebook Live and you want to call in, the number is 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. If you're on the podcast listening several days later, our Twitter works. Leave a comment. We will get to you. We want to hear from you. Now, with this, we really need to understand a lot of things about this piece right here. She had just gotten off work. She was still in her uniform. She shot him. She didn't get arrested for three days. The rumor is they wanted to let for the toxicology to clear up so they wouldn't find any alcohol in her system. The first story was that he opened a door and she thought he was a robber and she shot him. And, that, and other people who lived in the building said they heard her shouting to open up the door. Then after she talked to the cops and she went to jail and spent six seconds in, in jail and got out, she said, oh, the door was open and she stepped in and then she saw him and she shot him. And then all of a sudden, even though he was the one that was murdered, they had to go and look through his apartment, not hers, and they found marijuana. So building the narrative already. And we've all seen this movie. We've all been on this train and it's really frustrating. And I just don't know how long we can keep on playing this game before the, the line from Jay-Z's song on Drake's track where he said, y'all, y'all killed you know your own people but let Zimmerman live. Some people are really going to start living that life if we don't give justice because this is not cool. This is not right. But, Greg, how do we get justice? What needs to be done? Um, you know, this is a hard one. I, I heard someone say the other day, it's hard enough for us to get justice in the streets, and now we can't even get justice in our own living rooms. And it's it's still bothers me that it's been over a week now and i haven't heard any reports of them searching her apartment yet we searching the victim and we can't search the actual person who's literally at this point been accused of murdering a man in his own home and i think in the short term all we can do is keep taking to the streets and protesting and doing things like we do today giving voice to it and not letting the story die um, and also not getting on folks like the NFL players who continue to take knees during this season again because of things like inequality and justice system and policing not being 
taking care of uh, black and brown folks. No, absolutely. And I agree with you guys here. And I think that the way the media was really playing up the fact that he had a small ounce of marijuana, it's just like we've seen this narrative time and time again. They said the same thing about Trayvon Martin. And it's like they're always criminalizing the deceased if that person happens to be a black man, whereas white women especially white 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 people in general but especially white women they're seen as like sacred in society and completely pure and as soon as they start crying like everyone sympathizes with them and we have to stop doing that well you can never underestimate the power of white supremacy and the ability for white people to do somersaults to justify their bs and what you're seeing right here happening is literally the weaponizing of whiteness happening in real time this person is dead they're going to find any way they can to disparage his reputation and this woman more than likely is going to walk free. A white man in Alaska choked a native woman until she passed out, then masturbated on her. You know what he got? Nothing. He's not going to jail. He's not being listed as a sex offender. The judge said, I don't think it's going to happen again. Meanwhile, we have black and brown women and men being thrown into prisons for things like allegedly stealing book bags or smoking a blunt. And the weaponizing of white supremacy has gotten to a point now where you can't even lie about it. And instead of facing it head on, what we see is more somersaults. You can't keep doing stuff like this forever because eventually something is going to shift and if it shifts in the way that it seems it's going to go shift in no one's going to be happy no you're absolutely yeah. right and just to add to that so research from the washington post and bowling green state university they discovered thousands of killings that took place at the hands of off do on duty police officers between 2005 and 2015 so that's 10 years thousands right but only 54 of those officers were ever prosecuted. So, again, this is happening uh, in, in mass, especially when the officers happen to be white and the person who is victimized is a black or brown person. So, yeah, it's, it's, I agree, Stanley. Like, it's, there's only so much protest you can do before it becomes a riot. In Buffalo, they shot a black man in the back and left his body there for all night. All night. So, like, this is happening everywhere. There's only so long you can keep doing this. But, I mean, like, Stanley, you're on the front lines of social activism. Like, you're part of Black Lives Matter and the New York Justice League. What would you say we should be doing to combat this type of of racism? So, the first thing you need to be doing and should be doing is the same thing we always say, holding police accountable. And, you know, it's not that hard because if there's one teacher who did one bad thing in one classroom, we want to take away union protections from teachers. We want to say all teachers are bad. And everyone wants us to look out and respect the good cop. But when the bad cop, the quote-unquote bad cop, does something bad, the good cops don't step up and help us. They coalesce around the bad cop. So people need to be held accountable. But maybe even before you can do that, we need to understand that racism is a real thing and all white people are racist. If it makes you mad, if it spit out your, 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 your pumpkin spice latte, congratulations. All white people are racist. Now let's have a conversation about that. Because until we do, we're going to keep on seeing dead black boys and girls. Greg, last word before we go to commercial break. Um, just that the inconsistency is, it, it has to be because of the blackness, right? Philando Castilla lives in a state where you can conceal and carry. Everybody else gets to walk around, conceal and carry, but he as a brother gets shot. Last time I checked, we are protected. One of the few places that you can do almost whatever you want is in your home. You can use deadly force in your home if someone comes in. I can watch whatever I want to watch. I can do whatever I want to do. And all of a sudden, when you're a brother or sister, 
I can now get shot and killed, and then I'm on trial trying to figure out, like, what I possibly did wrong in my own home. Mm. So I just got to keep reminding folks, it was only 50 years ago that it was a crime to have this color. And so to think that we've come so far in that short period of time is not it's not the right way to look at things. So, yeah, we got to keep pushing because we're not that far removed from it being a crime to be black. And to your point, you know, I wonder if Botham Jean stood his ground, which is legal in a lot of states uh, in the in this country. If he was standing his ground and he killed that officer, would he be in jail? They would have hung him. You crazy? Or would he have? Would he be able to argue that I was standing my ground? She entered into my. You crazy? You shot home. Becky. Mm-mm. It's and over. in the south, it's over. It's over. Um, on that note, guys, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're talking about Judge Kavanaugh and if he will be confirmed to SCOTUS. This is let your voice be heard. It just does something to me. Punch you in your face. I knock your teeth out. Uh, what's up, guys? So we're back. On this is high. on high key. Stanley's hating high key. I correct myself. This is let your voice be heard, where we talk politics, social issues, and the things that you care about. Why? So we can find the solutions and make sure that we're making those changes. Um, before we left off on break, um, I was talking about Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. So basically, he was nominated weeks ago, and it seemed like it was all but guaranteed that he was going to be confirmed to replace, uh, to become the new Supreme Court judge. However, everything was thrown off course when an allegation became public that he had allegedly sexually assaulted a woman when they were perfect, both in high school. So apparently um, Brett Kavanaugh was going to an elite prep school in Washington, D.C. Uh, when he and his one of his friends were having a, a party. They were at the party. They got drunk. And mind you, this type of thing of, of having access to drugs and alcohol at these elite prep schools is something that's notorious. So they had one of these parties and he allegedly forced uh, a woman into a room, slammed her on the bed, covered her mouth when she tried to scream, and sexually assaulted her on top of her clothes. Now, this woman is now Dr. Christine Baisley Ford, who is a college professor, who has, I want to just add, led an exemplary um, life. So she brought the claim um, over the summer, but it took months before this news actually became public. Now that it's been public, I'm hearing and I'm reading that she has agreed to publicly testify on Thursday about Brett Kavanaugh and, and, and this allegation. And the thing is about this case, like we've heard and seen it before. I mean, 27 years ago, Anita Hill, who was a who is a black woman, she said Clarence Thomas before he was confirmed to become a Supreme Court judge, he sexually assaulted me all the time. He he talked about how large his penis was and some other inappropriate things about like pubic hair, some nasty stuff. And you know what? The results were much different back then. It was sort of like Anita Hill was criminalized and we didn't really hear from her too much after the hearing whereas Clarence Thomas we know he was confirmed to the Supreme Court and he still sits on the Supreme Court to this day so before we get into 
Me too, Dr. Christine Baisley Ford. I just want to open up this conversation to you guys by asking, like, what is the most, what thing scares you the most about Kavanaugh even getting a seat on SCOTUS? So, you know, a couple of things, I don't say it scares me. This is kind of expected. This is what happens when you vote in a white supremacist and you leave white supremacists to run the government. You get a white supremacist Supreme Court justice. Um, what I'm expecting is for more voting rights to be eroded. I'm expecting for women's reproductive rights to pretty much just be thrown out the window completely. And 30 to 40, maybe even 50 years of just backwards Supreme Court decisions that are not just going to hurt, you know, people of color and women and poor people but that, that are going to benefit the rich. This is what this is why the stakes in the 2016 election was so big. Um, this is why I still get the urge sometimes to, to yell at people who said, who said that Hillary and Trump are the same because we wouldn't be having this conversation if she was president. And I know that's hindsight, but it's really hard not to be upset about that right now when we got to fight this white supremacist so he can get, not get picked into the Supreme Court. Yeah, and, I, and I'll add to that to a lot of the reasons that he scares me. And the one other one I'll add is the Fourth Amendment, which is about... Um, some of our privacy rights in the government. And Brett Kavanaugh has been on the wrong side of things, talking about police brutality and police equality. He's agreed with the cops have the right to put like a GPS tracker on your car without a warrant. He's uh, allowed for cases where search and seizure can happen without probable cause. And he's sided with metadata collections and things like that. So along with the obvious things, just the more power he wants to give to the state which I'm already nervous about, and he wants to give him more power to him. So that's also another thing that just scares me about his potential nomination to the court. We have a comment from Albert on our Facebook Live. He says Kavanaugh will be sworn in. It's too late. Come on, preppy. Preppy going for power. A lot of these prep schools have guys attack girls and nothing happens because daddy and family step in. I've told Families don't send your daughter to prep school. They are trapped. And whatever bad happens, you will not be able to find out. And they are going to cover it up. Not all prep schools are like that. But the boys think they have free reign. And the guy did it. And all his classmates know. Thank you so much, so much, Albert, for chiming in there about Kavanaugh, what happened. And again, just infamous prep schools. Like, stuff like this happens all the time. I, we know, I know we have a caller on the line who wants to let their voice be heard. Not just any caller. We have Alyssa on the line. Oh, Alyssa! <laughs> Alyssa, let your voice be heard. Alyssa, what a surprise. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yes, Alyssa, you're on. Barely. Let your voice be heard. Hey, Alyssa. All right. So, anyways, yeah, hi, guys. Um, glad you had me on today. Two thoughts on this. Number one, you sort of hit the things about, um, you know, the lifetime appointment, which is there's a major rollback of rights, and not just women's reproductive rights, but you're also talking about LGBT rights. And another point that a lot of people miss is um, the area of rights law um, when it comes to police misconduct cases. There's this concept called qualified immunity um, that the government has been trying to expand, which essentially does not let you hold police accountable. And if Kavanaugh gets on the court, it's likely that they will expand that qualified immunity doctrine, making it much more difficult to hold police officers accountable. Uh, but just to get back to the sexual assault allegations, I mean, like, this is the general problem that we see in society all the time, which is there's this constant need to protect men and um, at the expense of women and to say, you know, 
oh, well, we might ruin his life, or what about his past, or this is in his past, or, you know, we're going to ruin his future, and we don't think about, you know, a woman's future and how her life is ruined by that. Um, so thanks guys for having me on. Have a great show. See you guys soon. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, guys. That was Alyssa Fuse, our co-host. I'll let your voice be heard. She could not be here with us physically in the studio, but she is watching and supporting us from afar. So thank you for those comments. Uh, you know, well, well, on the flip side, let's talk about what Republicans are saying. They're saying things like this is just a smear campaign, um, you know. This happened years ago when Brett Kavanaugh was just a teenager. Um, So who knows what really happened, if it happened. And this is just a delaying tactic by Democrats. And essentially, there is no proof that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted this woman. It's literally his word against hers. So, I mean, is it a smear campaign, Greg? Um, No, it's there's a credible allegation that Brett Kavanaugh committed a crime. That's not a smear, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, like, what, what's what's the smear? And then guess what? Credible accusation. He's innocent to prove guilty. You do an investigation, and then they should have the Senate hearing. I I don't know what's been smeared so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's you know, the, and like some as someone who's like involved in politics, I, I I I see like firsthand how easy it is to get warped into that universe of winners and losers instead of the actual issue. But even in that framework of thinking, this is not debatable. He's not being smeared. This woman has a credible accusation. She has documentation. She took a lie detector test, and she even said that I'll testify, but first I want the FBI to investigate it. And not so that, like, you know, you can get more attention, but so you can validate that she's not lying. Listen, we know what the Republicans, like, their main goal is to get a Supreme Court justice in there that they know will vote in support of corporations, that will vote in support of white supremacy, that will vote in support of women's reproductive rights. And Kavanaugh was someone who was added on to to their preferred list at the last minute because he is someone who says that a president cannot be prosecuted. And we know the president, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. He is someone who is probably going to jail very soon because of a lot of crimes that he's that he's committed in the White House and in an effort to get into the White House that are slowly closing in on him. They will do whatever it takes. That that's that's the only thing here. There's nothing to debate about that. Yes, and you know what's it's it's rare, right? Studies have shown it's rare that false accusations are made on women who are in these types of situations. You know what else is rare? It's rare that someone's like, "Yo, let's go get the FBI involved to investigate something that I'm making up." Yeah, that's very rare, too. And oh, by the way, I'm going to accuse the best friend of the guy who I'm sure is not going to side with me in this. Either. That's rare, too. So I think people got to also, like, put some context in this. I don't call for FBI investigations when I think that I'm like not telling the truth. Yeah. 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 Dr. Christine Baisley, she has nothing to win here. I mean, her she's not a public person. She never wanted to have a public persona, but she's putting herself in the front lines and she's feeling the consequences because of that. I mean, she's now a target. I mean, conservatives, people, even the president is saying things like, well, if this really happened to the degree that she states and claims, why didn't she go to the cops back when it happened? Or why didn't her loving parents step in and the fact of the matter is most victims of sexual assault do not report it ever because of reasons like this they become publicly persecuted and they become criminalized and the thing is the type of behavior that Brett Kavanaugh allegedly engaged in is normalized in our society a lot of people are saying you know boys will be boys he's 17 what did you expect you know like they'll say like you know boys they get aroused and things happen 
Can I can I talk about that for a little bit actually? Because that is a, a like a social construct that we have in this country and, and all, all over the world. If we're being honest, and boys will be boys. What does that mean? That we we will be rapists? That we will be abusers? That we will be murderers? Is that is that okay? Is that what we're raising our boys like? Is that the kind of man we want our boys to become? So on top of like Judge Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh not needing to be on the Supreme Court, and on top of the fact that Dr. Ford needs to get her justice on this, we really had to have a conversation about the way we are raising these boys into men, and the way that we are normalizing all sorts of horrible things like assault, like stalking, like harassment, like all this entitlement and male privilege that makes a lot of men feel that they have a right to do things to women, or the fact that the number one killer of black women between the ages of 15 and 32 is black men. Like we need to we need to address this because it's not just a corny white guy problem. It's a man problem. And if if we keep on going like this, before you know it, we're gonna kill off all our women because men can't handle being talked to like a regular person. Greg, as a man, what what do you say to that? And before we go to break, I I totally agree with that. It's um, I hate when I hear phrases like this guy. Someone will say, "Well, I have daughters. Well, I have a wife. I have a well, I." Even if I didn't have and I don't have daughters, assaulting people is not right. <laughs> and to Stanley's point, we shouldn't live in a society where I think back to the Anita Hill parallels. They said for Anita Hill, it must not be true because if it was, she would have got another job. Or she drove him to the airport once, so there couldn't have been anything bad going on. We as a society have condoned this behavior, and it's not acceptable. So I agree with Stanley. I'm glad you brought that up, Greg, because when we come back from break, we're going to talk about Anita Hill and how certain aspects of Kavanaugh's nomination bear a striking resemblance to Clarence Thomas, his nomination, and everything that unfolded with Anita Hill. Stay tuned. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I like stunning. I like shining. I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Hey, walk away, Kavanaugh. Walk away, Kavanaugh. Walk away, Kavanaugh. Oh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. I like that, Kavanaugh. We are back, guys. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I apologize if I sound a little nasally. I'm coming down with something. Not my regular voice. I apologize for the sniffles. Shane said that's her voice. You see how she face sniffled to try to trick y'all? See Hollywood now. Mm, Yeah, that's what it is. So I got my nose job because, you know, I'll be with Oprah in them now. What? Stanley accusing me of a nose job? She's going from You see how she say no? (laughs) She's like, sorry, y'all. I overslept. <laughs> Meanwhile, she on News One. Chilling. All right. Anyway, so we are back. I'm here with Stanley Fritz, who you guys may remember or not. He's finally back after a couple of weeks. And Gregory Neesmith, who is filling in for both Jackie and Alyssa, who could not be here. So before we left off, we were talking about Brett Kavanaugh and his nomination for the Supreme Court. And Greg brought up something very crucial here, how it compares to Anita Hill. Again, Anita Hill was a black woman who came out 27 years ago in 1991 and said before the world or at least the country confirms Clarence Thomas as um, on the Supreme Court, he sexually harassed me. For you know, a long period of time while I was working underneath him, and I mean the the way it played out in pub in the public though was completely different. And I want to compare and contrast because at that time, what 
um, Clarence Thomas did, he actually characterized the hearings as, and I quote, a high-tech lynching. And he used his blackness to say, the only reason this is happening to me is, is, uh, is because I'm being unfairly targeted as a black man. So he actually used that in his favor. And conservatives all hopped on the bandwagon. And they were like, yeah, you like, no, we support this conservative black man. He is being targeted. But the black community as well. After Anita Hill um, confer- gave those confirm after she uh, reportedly talked about the sexual harassment, the black community was more in favor of Clarence Thomas. So it wasn't just conservatives, wasn't just white people. It was the nation at large back in 91 who supported him, this man, this black man at that even more. Stanley? So one thing we should always mention when we're talking about Clarence Thomas is he is the the number one standard example of bootlicking Uncle Tom. So we should be clear about that for Clarence Thomas. Um, the other thing we should also understand about this bootlicking Uncle Tom who loves white people and probably wishes he was white and is probably bleaching his skin as we speak while he kisses his white wife is that that even if you are trash as a black person in our bootlicking Uncle Tom that no black person should respect we still show up for our people, even if they're garbage. Now, you should also understand that sexism and patriarchy is a strong thing, and we value men way more than we value women, and it shows. And particularly in the African-American community where black men are targeted by damn near everybody, we are very protective of black women to the point of overt sexism. And in my opinion, that's why that happened. Greg, thoughts on Anita Hill and how this compares? Unfortunately, 27 years later, it compares almost exactly the same. We have university professors who anonymously shared their story, then pushed into the public space to testify. And folks saying like, hey, we don't believe you. And why'd you wait so long? And it couldn't have been that bad. And you're just doing something political. And so unfortunately, It's the same 27 years later. The only thing that's different is we have a Me Too movement, and even that likely isn't enough to have things turn out differently now than they did 27 years ago. I don't know. I mean, we've been seeing Me Too make a lot of progress in different people's careers. I mean, they it sure brought down Bill Cosby. Um, I know uh, Louis C.K., he took a break for a while. There were a number of men who pretty much fell off after they were Me Too'd. Russell Simmons being one. And I know I'm only naming black men, which uh, definitely speaks to the racial aspect here. But you just named men outside of politics. And so, if well, I mean, even in politics, you talk about John Conyers. He was the longest serving African-American a, a, senator. Brother, brother here. Yeah, but, oh, no, but, I can bring it up, black yeah. man. But hold on. But, but my point is politics has been a little funky when it comes to the Me Too movement. I, I would almost say a little. What's some- that white guy that had to step down hold the, the Democrat? But a little sometimey. So Donald Trump, credibly accused, still rolling. Yes. Roy Moore, credibly accused. Guess what? The Me Too movement didn't stop Roy Moore. Nope. Black women did. So to me, the only people that might stop this are Mikowski, Collins, or Ford. The Me Too movement's not going to do it. The all-male GOP panel on the Judiciary Committee ain't going to do it. It's going to come down to those three women. 
Professor Ford, Murkowski, and Collins. It's not the Me Too movement, and unfortunately. we got to rely on white women to make a right vote. We saw what you did in 16, so I'm not confident. But it also, you have to remember, yeah, those black men went down. Cosby had to build up. He had to have raped a woman in every single state before people took it seriously. And everyone knew about it for years. For years. I remember in 2004, a woman tried to sue him because she signed up for him to be his her mentor. And then he put her hand in his sweats and said, what we're going to do about this? And everybody was just like, damn, Cosby's crazy. <laughs> like, no one cared. And even like it just got to the point now that things are happening. And yeah, mostly black men are the ones who are suffering the consequences because if you're white, you just go to a camp for two weeks and you're cured like Harvey Weinstein. So, Stanley, ultimately, do you think Me Too has the power to stop Kavanaugh? Uh, sounds like Greg says no. no. What do you say on I'm, the record? I'm not confident, no. Because, I like, listen... At the end of the day, what we really have to look for here is either for a white man to be responsible or for a white woman to step up. And I still think that white women will stand up for white supremacy before they stand up for the for the empowerment of all of us. I'm not convinced that we have enough change, not with the people in power. Um, Alyssa Fuchs, um, again, she's our co-host. She timed in on Facebook Live, leaving a comment. She said, Dr. Ford has gained nothing by coming forward. She's being harassed, stalked, death threats, etc., as did Anita Hill. History repeats itself, believe women. So it sounds like, with uh, Alyssa saying history repeats itself, it sounds like she may also believe that Kavanaugh will be confirmed on the Supreme Court despite these allegations. Think about it. There's that secret fund for sexual harassment, right? When congressmen, they have people sign NDAs. And I believe it was reported that there's still two active congressmen who filed some type of sexual harassment settlement Mm -hmm. that are still alive and well. For all we know, they could be on the Judiciary Committee. And you mean to tell me you think the Me Too movement is going to stop this from happening? Like I said, Murkowski, Collins, and Ford. And unfortunately... As hard as all three of those women may try in their own ways, they may not be enough to stop this. Yeah. So um, before we do have to bring this conversation to a close, but uh, we can take action here. Uh, in fact, some of Stanley's friends like Linda um, Sassar, Sarsour, and I think my son, was he a part of that my movement? Son, too? Yeah. Right. People from the New York Justice League and a number of activists have been protesting against Brett Kavanaugh's nomination for weeks now. They were arrested. They were literally physically pulled out of the hearings. Um, People are putting their bodies on the front line to stop this nomination before all of the uh, before these sexual allegations even came out. So, Stanley, you know, you're in those circles. What can and should be done to stop someone as horrendous as Kavanaugh, who has a horrible record again when it comes to race relations when it comes to women's rights and now who's being accused of being a sexual predator so two things one at about a, a one minute ago on our twitter account at beheard underscore radio we tweeted out a link that uh, asking people to sign on it's called cancel kavanaugh we believe dr blazy ford so make sure you sign on to that and i'll put it into the facebook live chat as well but the second thing is and it doesn't have to do with the supreme court hearing or anything like that it's just about men we're still we're going to continue to have situations like this until men step up and understand that like all white people are racist all men are sexist and until we start to have a conversation about that in ways that we can change and be allies and reprogram ourselves and others so we can stop normalizing assault as boys will be boys we're going to continue to have these problems kavanaugh probably did this to more than one person and you probably have a friend who has done something along these lines as well and you know why it's because we normalize the ability for men to dehumanize women greg what can and should people be doing now to prevent brett kavanaugh from becoming a supreme court justice 
Well, I think the the couple practical things people can do, and I, and I can't believe I'm about to say one of these things. If you get an email or a phone call from a pollster, and they want to ask you about your thoughts on the Kavanaugh hearings and things like that, pick up the phone, answer the question, say you are opposed to this nomination, because public polling can have an impact. Also, call Susan Collins' office, uh, Lisa Murkowski's office, call them. They are women Republicans known to be sometimes a little sometimes when going with the Republican flow. They might be the keys that can Kavanaugh not uh, put on the Supreme Court. So those are just two things you can do actively, which is call those senators and also pick up the phone if someone wants to poll you on this and let them know how you feel about it. Absolutely, guys. And um, I just want to add on because those are all direct actions that we can and all should be taken. I just want to close out this this conversation by a quote from a political science professor named Melinda Faye Williams that really resonated with me. She said, and I quote, no black man has ever been lynched for doing anything to a black woman. They've been lynched for doing things to white women. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because, again, when we saw what happened with Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, who put her job her public persona she put everything on the line when she said this man sexually assaulted me and you saw what happened he was elevated and raised up and it was like anita hill was was condemned and and, and publicly condemned and criticized and it's like she almost fell away into like a dark hole and now we see it playing out again in 2018 and it's like will history repeat itself i mean now that the players are different they're both white uh but you know the 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 gender difference is still there this still speaks to patriarchy this still speaks to sexism and i say that we have a chance we can't go back and change history but we can get it right this time and it's time for us to start to believe women. I've always believed in Nita Hill. And let's start by believing Dr. Christine Baisley Ford. Just look at the context. Look at the pros and cons. Look at what she has to win and what she has to gain and what she has to lose. And I mean, and put yourself in our own predicament. Like, would you risk your job, your family, your friends just to stop some like you you know because you had a vendetta against someone and make up a story no that typically does not happen and science and studies prove that when women say they have been sexually assaulted it's usually true and the fact of the matter is most women never come out so again this is a lesson in history that we need to learn and it's up to us as a society as a country to finally get it right On that note, we are closing out this show. And you know what, guys? If you have been following Let Your Voice Be Heard for a while now, you know that we normally typically record every Sunday morning here at WHCR. But WHCR is going under massive construction for the next few weeks, several weeks. Um, So we won't be here at WHCR for probably like November, December. But don't worry, we will keep the content coming because we always appreciate you guys. We appreciate the engagement. We appreciate you guys supporting us in any way, in any capacity. So we're going to keep it coming. But stay tuned because things are changing here with the station. It's getting better, but we're going to keep it coming because these issues are important to us and we know they're important to you. So on that note, we will not see you here next Sunday, but stay tuned and let your voice be heard. Follow us on social media, be heard underscore radio, and let your voice be heard on Facebook to keep up with where we will be next. All right, guys, take care and happy Sunday. Here goes some hater rain, get your thirst quenched. Stale doing them in this bird, very